Elon Musk wants to get inside your head. Literally. <laughs> Why is Biden stopping a border tool that protects kids? Hmm? We'll ask that coming up. And Tucker Carlson is working hard to get back to work. Very interesting story. And we will have that for you coming up later on in the show. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. It is a Friday. We are very happy about that. We love our Friday and we love our weekends. Weekends coming. Hope you got uh, big plans coming up. I do not have any particular big plans this weekend, but uh, we'll spend it hanging out with Miko and the gang and... Uh, get you updated on her right now as a matter of fact as we always start off the show it is the miko update <laughs> our little baby shiba inu who is doing great and today she was guarding the door <laughs> this is the door to my bedroom and there she is laying in her i love the aircon on my belly pose i put this on facebook and i posted i wrote you shall not pass, because that's pretty much what she was doing. She's just blocking the whole door. Didn't care. Couldn't care. She is just couldn't care less. And uh, <laughs> yeah, so she's doing all right. Ate a good meal today. Had a little fuss fudget uh, earlier and a couple of uh, scrat chases, but uh, doing really, really well. And uh, we thank you to those of you who sent us messages and emails asking about Miko and how she's doing. The answer is normally she's doing great. Miko update, which is brought to you by BarkBox.com. If you use our special link, BarkBox.com slash Miko, M-I-K-O, you will get a free month. And if you sign up, what you'll get every month delivered right to your door is a box chock full of goodies, a new theme every month. They've got two toys, two bags of all-natural treats, and an all-natural dog chew inside. You can specify uh, when you place your order, small, medium, or large, and if your dog has any allergies, so they'll make sure that you don't get that kind. And uh, yeah, you can sign up for one month if you like. Check out the site, BarkBox.com slash Miko. And if you sign up for a multi-month subscription, six months, 12 months, you'll get a free month using our link, BarkBox.com slash Miko. All right. Thank you, BarkBox.com. Check it out if you, uh, if you are so inclined. We hope that you will. And buy something while you're there and help to support BarkBox and, of course, help to support the show. All right. Uh, we're going to get right into it, aren't we? Yes, we are. Elon, this is from The Blaze. Links to everything we talk about. Uh, we always put the links to the articles, the full articles, in our show notes because we don't often read the whole article. We want you to go, you know, give them the clicks. But, of course, read the whole thing yourself. Find out more about what you need to know about. Check this out. My first reaction of, to this was, oh, no, you are not. Get the hell out of my head. But I changed my mind. Elon Musk's Neuralink has been given the green light by the FDA for the first in-human clinical study. That is huge. This Neuralink thing that Elon has been working on, 
uh, announced it secured approval from the U.S. Food and Drug Admin to begin their first inhuman clinical studies. Uh, who is this? I don't know who this is talking. Elon, company spokesman. We're excited to share we've received the FDA's approval to launch our first inhuman clinic clinical study. The result of incredible work by the Neuralink team in close collaboration with the FDA and represents an important first step that will one day allow our technology to help many people. Recruitment not yet open, if you're thinking about signing up, but they will have more uh, information and they will make some announcements, this company says, soon. Neuralink, congratulations, Neuralink is the tweet from uh, Elon Musk. And uh, yeah, it's it, they're looking to implant chips in people's brains, basically, which, you know, on the surface, it's like, <laughs> oh, no, no, you don't. But that's not what this is about. Yes, it could evolve into that. It could always go tits up. But it's to help disabled people to control computers with their minds. Through the Although the company has additional long-term aspirations, their stated mission to, quote, create a generalized brain interface to restore autonomy to those with unmet medical needs today and unlock human potential tomorrow. Brain-computer interfaces, I did not know this, aren't really new. They're actually quite advanced. Um, it's absolutely amazing. So uh, the Neuralink folks, Elon Musk's gang, has gotten the approval to begin testing on human, human trials. Uh, amazing. Um, this is why I changed my mind. I don't trust, I don't trust people, okay? That's the bottom line. It takes a lot to gain my trust. Now, I saw this article from the Daily Wire, and it's amazing. Neural implants help a paralyzed man to walk again. Combination of physical therapy and neurological implants has restored a man's control over his lower body after 12 years of paralysis. Uh, Gert Jan Oskam was living in China in 2011. He was in a motorcycle accident that left him paralyzed from the hips down. A combination now of brain and spinal implants have acted as a kind of a digital bridge between his brain and his lower extremities, bypassing the damaged parts of the spinal cord, which helps him to walk and stand, even over very steep inclines. At first, he was walking with the aid of a walker, but the treatment also seems to have induced neurological recovery. More recently... Oscom has regained the ability to walk with crutches, even when the implant was turned off. That is amazing. He says, for 12 years, I've been trying to get back on my feet. Now, I learned how to walk normal and natural. It is absolutely incredible. 
And this is the kind of work that Elon and Neuralink are looking to do. This is the kind of help for uh, human beings that people are uh, are trying to do. Let me hang on. I got I got a video of this guy. Take a look at this. Here we go. Paralyzed man walks again thanks to groundbreaking thought-controlled implants. I know it's a little small, but take a look. This is a guy who has no control over his lower extremities from the hips down. Implants create a digital bridge between the brain and the spine. Within five to ten minutes, I could control my hips. This is the guy talking. They were like the brain implants picked up on what I was doing with my hips. So that was like the best outcome, I think, for everyone. It's unbelievable. Absolutely incredible. And these implants also are available or being tested for children who have similar problems, similar issues. This is absolutely amazing technology that uh, helps out people who really desperately need the help. So, you know, it would be very easy to tinfoil hat this thing and say brain implants, eh, you're not going to control whatever my thoughts are, things like that. It's not that it's not that it wouldn't perhaps someday get to that level. It might. And you can just bet your butt. The higher ups are just looking for the chance. But that's not what this is all about. And so by all means, uh, uh, Neuralink, good on you. Amazing. All right. The question has come up as to why is the Biden administration getting rid of a tool which actually helps in child trafficking at our border. Seriously, you will not believe this story coming up. But right now, we want to tell you about one of our sponsors. Just give me a couple of minutes to tell you about Blackout Coffee. They are our newest sponsor there. And yes, Dan Bongino has his own label at Blackout Coffee. So you can go buy some Dan Bongino coffee. Uh, They were founded on the principles of conservative values. This is a company that supports America, that supports conservative values, supports our troops, our first responders. Uh, These are an incredible group of uh, folks that run uh, this company. And they not only support the troops, support our conservative values, but they make a really good kick-ass coffee. The founders believe in the importance of hard work, personal responsibility, family, respect, traditional American values, and it is the best small batch, fresh roasted coffee. It is all done in-house. They source premium specialty grade green coffee beans graded at 80 points or above on a 100 point scale. Specialty coffees grown at the perfect altitude correct time of year, best soil, and then harvested at exactly the right time. All you got to do is buy one bag of this coffee and you will be hooked. You'll be right back for more. I drink so much coffee and this stuff is amazing. Uh, They roast, pack, and ship. Now you're probably wondering how fresh is it going to be if I got to order it and then they got to ship it. 
But they have a system here where they roast, pack, and ship with lightning speed, usually within 24 to 48 hours. So the beans that you get are absolutely fresh roasted. Premium coffee beans, a highly controlled roasting process, and immediate shipping. Right now, if you use the link in our show notes down there, just expand that down and look for the uh, uh, Blackout Coffee. You follow that link, you will get an amazing deal. And I know you love promo codes, so I got you a promo code. First time order, use JS20, J-A-Y-S-20, J's 20. You put that in when you check out and you will get 20% off your first order at Blackout Coffee. There's the big DB now. (laughs) Oh man, I'm telling you, you will trust me. You got to trust me on this one, folks. Blackout Coffee is an amazing company, supports our values. We hope you will support this company. And in return for that, you are going to wind up with the best tasting fresh roasted coffee you could find about anywhere. All right, here we go. You ready? Joe Biden, the Biden administration. Take a look at this crap. Congress is demanding answers. Why the Biden DHS is ending a border tool that is key in stopping child exploitation. This is from justthenews.com, John Sullivan's site. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, Half a dozen members of Congress are demanding answers from this moronic, backwards, idiot Biden administration. Their Homeland Security Department, they're asking why they are ending genetic testing at the border. Now, this testing has been the key to detecting fraudulent immigration and child sex trafficking. What they have done always and will be doing apparently up till the end of the month is when a family comes in or a father and his daughter come in, they do a quick DNA test just to check and see, is that really your daughter? Are those really your kids? Since 2019, DHS officials have performed this familiar DNA testing on some family units to make sure of the safety and security of minors traveling with the families and to prevent them from being exploited by adults. It happens all the time. Lawmakers road-acting CBP Commissioner Troy Miller said this testing has led DHS to detect numerous attempts at familial fraud at the southern border. Given the numerous identified cases and reports of exploitation of children in fraudulent family units, it is alarming that the CBP will cease DNA testing for family units. Unbelievable. They've actually got a copy of the actual letter. The border is not under control of the Border Patrol. The border is controlled by the Mexican drug cartels. You already knew that. Despite whatever you might hear from these idiots at the Biden administration, we do not. We, read my lips, we do not control the southern border. The Mexican drug cartels do. Exactly that reason why, if a child is coming across with someone who isn't related to them, 
That's what we need to be concerned about. Situation, a direct result of failed policies and the current administration has chosen to implement with respect to border security. Such policies have aided and empowered the cartels in their human trafficking efforts. Read the rest of this. So they're stopping this uh, DNA testing and things are just going to go off. the. They're already off the rails. They're going to go further off the rails. Unbelievably stupid of these people. Wow. All right. What else we got happening here from conservativebrief.com. Here's some good news and a good smack in the ass to the EPA and Biden's hoaxy climate change agenda. Loved this one. The Supreme Court says, nah, a huge blow struck against the EPA and Biden's climate change agenda. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court delivered some bad news to the radical left's climate agenda in a ruling involving broad authorities, uh, involving broad authorities claimed by the Environmental Protection Agency. In a 5-4 ruling, Justice Samuel Alito, uh, writing for the majority, said the agency's congressional mandate does not give it authority over the Clean Underwater Act, Clean Water Act, to regulate wetlands near certain bodies of water, which is what the agency has been claiming. The, uh, the Supreme Court ruling reverses a decision by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, <laughs> which sided with the EPA. The reach of the Clean Water Act is notoriously unclear. Alito wrote, any piece of land that is wet at least part of the year is in danger of being classified by EPA employees as wetlands covered by the act. And according to the federal government, if property owners begin to build a home on a lot that the agency thinks possesses the requisite wetness, the property owners are at the complete mercy of the EPA. The lone conservative dissent, no surprise here, was Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Why are you calling a conservative? He's not a conservative. He is a liberal leftist, uh, wearing the disguise of a conservative, but he is not a conservative. Uh, he, of course, sided with the court's liberals in arguing the ruling would harm the EPA's ability to combat pollutants. Shut up, Kavanaugh, you traitor. Anyway... The Supreme Court said, mm, nope, doesn't apply, can't do it. Sorry, so sorry, not sorry. <laughs> ha ha. What is that from? I forget. I'm so bad with old pop culture, seriously. <clears throat> hey, you know, the WHO, in fact, tomorrow and over the weekend in different uh, European countries anyway, I've heard, probably not the U.S., you guys get to get off your ass over there and start doing something or it's going to bite you in the butt. A lot of European countries are saying no to this whole WHO pandemic treaty bullcrap. And the public, not the people who alleged were, uh, were, were, in most cases, not all, elected to represent them. The public is saying, we don't want this crap. Your elected officials are saying, 
We don't care what you want. We're going to do it anyway. By the way, you know, I'm always encouraging you to get a hold of your representatives. At the bottom of our show notes, not the very bottom, but in the link where all the articles are, where I put that in there in today's show, at the very bottom, just before we get into all the promotional stuff, I put a permanent link there, which if you go to that link, you fill in the little click boxes, it will tell you not only who represents you in Congress, but how to contact them. So there, I've done half the work for you. It's right in our show notes. If you live in the U.S., look look for that right down there, and you will uh, you will see it. It says, uh, yeah, just before the please subscribe to our podcast and all that stuff, it says, let them know. That link, congress.gov slash members, that will get you to a site that will tell you who represents you and how to contact them. And you ought to be contacting them about this WHO treaty crap because that is exactly what it is. And get this, bet you didn't know Google had its ugly little fingers in that slice of the pie, huh? Mm-hmm. Google renews its partnership with the WHO. What? They've renewed their part. I didn't even know they had one, but, you know, of course they do. They renewed their partnership with the World Health Organization to provide what it calls, (laughs) you'll love this, factual information about different diseases and conditions. Even Even though the WHO got most of the last pandemic completely wrong, this partnership is positioned in such a way to combat what it says is the spread of medical misinformation observed during the pandemic, which who you were mostly responsible for. On Google search, which don't use Google, please, please, I am begging you, get as much, I know it's difficult, but as much as you can, get Google out of your life as in any place you can, as much as you can, get rid of Google. There's already these knowledge panels at the top of the results when you do a search. Uh, Users search for certain conditions, certain diseases, then they're going to pop up with whatever misinformation they want you to know. Well, soon these are going to include more conditions and illnesses like Depressive disorder, Ebola, COPD, malaria, hypertension, diabetes, what they are now calling MPOX, which is the old monkeypox. They tried to scare us with that bullcrap. Anyway, you're going to get more because now they've re-upped. God knows what they've paid. Oh, an additional $50 million to continue the effort. No, that's not Google paying the WHO. That's what the WHO is paying Google. Hmm, very nice. The WHO, who basically has been calling for censorship for a long time so that you're not allowed to spread any information, right or wrong, because you don't have the right to free speech. You only have the right to say whatever they approve you saying. And if that treaty gets signed, it's going to get worse. Mark my words. 
All right. We probably should have connected this when we were talking about the border, but I wanted to get the WHO Google thing in there just so you know about it. Here's another one. This is, there's another head shaker and an eye opener. There are documents which show the Biden administration is funding groups that are specifically targeting Republicans and Christians. I kid you not. This is from TrendingPoliticsNews.com, links in our show notes. The Media Research Center, which is known as the American Media Watchdog, has uncovered a DHS, Department of Homeland Security, anti-terrorism propaganda program that was apparently used to demonize conservatives, people like you and me. According to the MRC, the federal government has been using taxpayer money, our money, to collaborate with universities and non-government organizations directly to link conservatives with Nazism and terrorist groups. Documents obtained by MRC's Free Speech America show the Department of Homeland Security under the Biden administration has been utilizing a grant program which was originally designed to combat terrorism. They're using it to target conservative groups, Christians, and the Republican Party. The Targeted Violence and Terrorism Prevention Grant Program, TVTP, which DHS Secretary Mayorkas oversees, they awarded 80 grants, totaling $40 million to different organizations. These grants, under the guise of promoting media literacy and online critical thinking initiatives. This is, this is, this is, this is Big Brother, folks. Big Brother, we're reading that book now, and it's amazing now that finally I'm reading the book that we're living in 1984. Here's an example. The University of Dayton, one of the recipients, they got $350,000, which equated to mainstream conservative groups with neo-Nazi and advocates for left-wing violence. During an extremism rhetoric and democratic precarity seminar, University of Dayton, 2021, A self-identified member of Antifa and a researcher at the University of Cincinnati, Michael Lodenthal, elaborated on how anti-fascists could potentially de-platform organizations or individuals. Dig into this article, folks. It's frightening, it's a shame, and it absolutely should not be happening. This money, which comes from our tax dollars, you and me, being used to target Republicans, Christians, and other conservative groups, not to fight terrorism. Yeah. The domestic terrorists, like, oh, who? Catholics? Parents at school board meetings? The way you define terrorists? We're not going to make it. We're not going to make it till 2024. Uh, seriously, I used to think, yeah, okay, we'll be all right. Another year, year and a half. Now I'm just not so sure. 
Well, here's one. You know, every time it comes out of California or it have has Gavin Newsom, that idiot's name in the headlines, you got to know it's a head shaker. This is from Red State. Mm-mm-mm. Links in our show notes. Now the left is attacking Target 2. At last count, they've lost $9 billion Target. $9 billion with a B dollars. Go woke, go broke. Love to see it. Here comes Gavin Newsom with a rather shameful hot take. We've been talking about this controversy with Target, the LGBXYZ community, and they're targeting children. As I've said a billion times, I'll say it a billion and one. You do you, I don't care but leave the freaking kids out of it. Leave the kids alone. That's when you've crossed the line. Children's books like Bye Bye Binary and I'm Not a Girl. There are also these books with the suggested age from four to eight years old in the juvenile fiction genre. The hips on drag queens go swish, swish, swish. Here's a fun sing-along book. Encourages kids to embrace all the playfulness of drag culture. If you're a drag queen and you know it, clap your hands. Yeah. Okay, kids. Some of the Target stores now apparently have either removed, in the case of some satanic designer, or moved the pride merchandise to the back of the store. See, there's Miko barking. She even hates it. I don't have a problem with pride. I don't have a problem with, you know, you do you. Absolutely. I've supported uh, same-sex marriage, all of that sort of stuff. Of course. Don't be stupid. You touch the kids, you got a problem with me. And you got a problem with a lot of people. And you market to kids this crap, we got a bigger problem. Preparing for the boycott now, coming from the left, Governor Newsom, otherwise known as he who wants to be president. Good luck with that. He's attacked Target for removing the products. Here's his tweet. CEO of Target, Bryant Cornell, selling out the LGBTQ plus community to extremists is a real profile in courage. This isn't just a couple of stores in the South. You see how he invokes that, implying people in the South? You you know what he's going, you freaking moron. There's a systematic attack on the gay community happening across the country. Wake up, America. It doesn't stop here. No, there isn't. Most people don't have a problem with gay people. I mean, most clear-thinking, right-in-the-head people. We have a problem when you screw with our kids. That's where our line is, and you are not to cross it. That's where the line is. Nice try, he who would like to be president. It isn't going to happen. You know, (laughs) i got to show you this. Cori Bush, she's one of your idiot representatives. I don't know where she's from, what state she laughingly represents. You remember the ban on gas stoves? 
This is a very short little clip, but take a look at how this idiot, probably one of, not the dumbest, AOC is the dumbest member of Congress, but Cori Bush, she's fighting for the medal. Take a look at this crap. This proposed rule is not a ban on gas stoves. This proposed rule is not a ban on gas stoves. We are regulating indoor air pollution. <laughs> she actually said that from her lips, that word, those words. <laughs> just, oh. Like I said, I'm sorry, AOC hands down absolutely the dumbest freaking person ever to hold a congressional seat. But Cori Bush, you're on the list, babe. Unbelievable. Hey, you know, we've been talking about this whole uh, Target stores and the, uh, the, um, uh, the boycott, which is going amazingly well. Target lost, has lost so far something like $9 billion over dollars. Take a look at this, where some MAGA people actually went into a Target store and uh, just uh, went... What? Oh, that's not a MAGA protest? It's a BLM protest? Oh, okay. I see. Yes, that is a Target store after a BLM protest. Here's more footage. Coming out with all the looted stuff. This again, this is a Target. There you go. See, there's even the Rainbow Pride stuff. Looks like they've stolen most of that, too. Yeah, this isn't MAGA, my friends. This is BLM. Yeah. You proud of yourself? Unbelievable. There's no sound on this. Uh, it's just incredible footage of people. Look at that. Her cart all full. People looting from these stores. Nice job, BLM. Proud of yourselves? <coughs> All right. I got one, one, one or two more here. Oh, I love this. This is so cool. This is Tucker Carlson. You ready? He's getting to work to get back to work. This is from the Daily Mail in the UK. An axe to grind. Tucker Carlson is seen rebuilding his barn-turned-satellite studio after Fox News dismantled his remote set near his main summer home. Loyalists quit the network to join his new secret venture. It's very cool. Workers at Fox News swooped in, dismantled Carlson. Now, how petty. How petty. They sent a crew. Most of the time, if you don't know, by the way, a lot of these major network shows, Dan Bongino, when he was doing Unfiltered, uh, Tucker Carlson, all these folks, they all, they're not in New York City at uh, Fox Studios for the most part, occasionally, but for the most part, not. They're, they're doing it remotely with a green screen in the background. My studio here, by the way, is, is a live studio. I've actually got these purple lights and some plants and my chair, everything, all that back there is real. But, but for the most part, these are done on a green screen or with a tele, television screen behind them. Well, Tucker had built a big studio in a barn on his property. I don't think, don't think cows and horses and chickens, not that kind of barn. But these little nitpicky morons from Fox went up there 
and basically tore the studio apart and took everything out. Yes, probably technically they paid for it, but come on. The studio, which is in a converted barn, now will have to be completely rebuilt. As you know, Tucker is planning on coming back, and I have not, he's said it himself. He'll be on Twitter with his show. And uh, take a look here. There you go. There's the man. The conservative firebrand helping uh, work alongside a three-man construction crew who are rebuilding the studio in downtown Woodstock. They got an axe there going on. There's a whole bunch of pick. I don't know. The paparazzi must have been. I assume the paparazzi. So, yeah, Tucker is jumping in and uh, helping to rebuild. Is that his wife? Uh, one of his daughters. There you go. There's his daughter helping out. And uh, that is the barn that held his old Fox studio. And now they are rebuilding to make his new satellite studio. Go Tucker. <laughs> How about that? Fantastic. All right. That article, by the way, is also in our show notes. There's more information about it. Some other pictures there. If you want to check it out, please do. I got one more for you. Then we're going to move on to our book, George Orwell's 1984. I played this amazing dog video and I got such great reaction to it. I found another one, not the same dog, a different dog doing different things. If I'm not mistaken, this is a border collie. And he's in one of those competitions, you know, where they, they run through the hoops and they do back and forth around the, uh, whatever that's called, and they jump up on the bridge and the teeter-totter. And they, You've seen it before a million times, I'm sure. I don't think you've ever seen it like this. Take a look at how fast this amazing dog goes through this obstacle course. This is insane. Take a look. The Border Collie. Have a by Jennifer Crank from Pink. Pickerington, Yeah, Border Ohio. Collie. Border Collie. Pink wants to get the party ready to go. Watch this. Watch this guy. This is nuts. It's about a minute long. Watch the speed this dog goes. Whoa. Jennifer making sure Pink's in that contact zone. Jennifer's up ahead Insane. right there. Look at Pink's floor. Look at that. Look at the extension paint is doing on these jumps. Just beautiful. Nice extension all the way around. Pink's ahead of the pace. Through the weak pulse. Look at this. Look at this part. Look at that. Wow. That's nuts. Wow. Miko. You got some tricks to learn later. I've never seen I've never seen a dog do those obstacle courses at that speed. Didn't miss a beat either. Did not miss a step. That's insane. Incredible. All right, folks, we read books on this show in the last part of the program. We've been doing that forever. We normally have read in the past all the kinds of classic children's literature, Peter Pan, The Wizard of Oz, Alice in Wonderland, The Little Prince. We've done a ton of those, but we switched over. And for the first time, we began many, many streams ago reading George Orwell's 1984, which, given the times we live in, I don't think there could be a more appropriate book to be reading. 
And we're going to continue on now with George Orwell's 1984. Of course, this was not a discovery in itself. Even at that time, Winston hadn't imagined that the people who were wiped out in the purges had actually committed the crimes they were accused of. But this was concrete evidence. It was a, a fragment of the abolished past. Like a fossil bone which turns up in the wrong stratum, destroys a genealogical theory. It, it was enough to blow the party to atoms if, in some way, it could have been published to the world and its significance made known. He'd gone straight on working. As soon as he saw what the photograph was and what it meant, he'd covered it up with another sheet of paper. Luckily, when he unrolled it, it had been upside down from the point of view of the telescreen. He took his scribbling pad on his knee and pushed back his chair so as to get as far away from the telescreen as possible. To keep your face expressionless wasn't difficult, and even your breathing would be controlled with an effort. But you could not control the beating of your heart. And the telescreen was quite delicate enough to pick it up. He let what he judged to be ten minutes go by. Tormented all the while by the fear that some accident, a sudden draught blowing across his desk, for instance, would betray him. And then, without uncovering it again, he dropped the photograph into the memory hole along with some other waste papers. Within another minute, perhaps, it would have been crumbled into ashes. That was 10, 11 years ago. Today, probably, he would have kept that photograph. It was curious, the fact of having held it in his fingers seemed to him to make a difference, even now, when the photograph itself, as well as the event it recorded, was only memory. Was the party's hold upon the past less strong, he wondered, because a piece of evidence which existed no longer had once existed? But today, supposing that it could be somehow resurrected from the ashes, the photograph might not even be evidence. Already at the time when he made his discovery, Oceana was no longer at war with Eurasia. And it must have been to the agents of East Asia that the three dead men had betrayed their country. Since then, there had been other changes. Two, three, he couldn't remember how many. Very likely, the confessions had been rewritten, rewritten, until the original facts and the dates no longer had even the smallest significance. The past not only changed, but changed continuously. What most affected him was the sense of nightmare, was that he never clearly understood why the huge imposture was undertaken. The immediate advantage of falsifying the past were obvious, but the ultimate motive was mysterious. He took up his pen again and wrote, I understand how I do not understand why. 
he wondered, as he had many times wondered before, whether he himself was a lunatic. Perhaps a lunatic was simply a majority of one. At one time, it had been a sign of madness to believe the earth goes round the sun. Today, to believe that, the past is inalterable. He might be alone in holding that belief, and if alone, then a lunatic. But the thought of being a lunatic didn't greatly trouble him. The horror was that he might also be wrong. He picked up the children's history book and looked at the portrait of Big Brother, which formed its frontispiece. The hypnotic eyes gazed into his own. It was as though some huge force were pressing down upon you, something that penetrated inside your skull, battering against your brain, frightening you out of your beliefs, persuading you almost to deny the evidence of your senses. In the end, the party would announce that two and far two made five, and you would have to believe it. It was inevitable that they should make that claim sooner or later. The logic of their position demanded it, not merely the validity of experience, but the very existence of external reality was taxidly denied by their philosophy. The heresy of heresies was common sense. And what was the terrifying was not that they would kill you for thinking otherwise, but that they might be right. For, after all, how do we know that two and two make four? or that the force of gravity works, or that the past is unchangeable. If both the past and the external world exist only in the mind, and if the mind itself is controllable, what then? But no, his courage seemed suddenly to stiffen of its own accord. The face of O'Brien, not called up by any obvious association had floated into his mind. He knew with more certainty than before that O'Brien was on his side. He was writing the diary for O'Brien, to O'Brien. It was like an interminable letter which no one would ever read, but which was addressed to a particular person and took its color from that fact. The party told you to reject the evidence of your eyes and ears. It was their final, most essential command. His heart sank as he thought of the enormous power arrayed against him. The ease with which any party intellectual would overthrow him in debate. The subtle arguments which he would not be able to understand, much less answer. And yet, he was in the right. They were wrong, and he was right. The obvious, the silly, and the true had got to be defended. Truisms are true. Hold on to that. The solid world exists. Its laws do not change. 
Stones are hard. Water is wet. Objects unsupported fall toward the Earth's center. With the feeling that he was speaking to O'Brien and also that he was setting forth an important axiom, he wrote, Freedom is the freedom to say that two plus two make four. If that is granted, all else follows. And that's the end of chapter seven. We will move on and start in on chapter eight of George Orwell's 1984. Love this book and it is frightening how we're living it, folks. Hey, thanks so much for watching. Be sure and hit that follow button. It's right over here. Just give it a click. It's free. It really helps the show out a lot. We're also a podcast. You'll find the audio of this show on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, all the podcast platforms. Look up The Jay Sheldon Show. Give us a follow over there or subscribe, whatever they call it on your platform. And uh, enjoy your weekend, huh? I will see you back here on Monday. Good night. Snort. <laughs>